0: Washed in that blood. Yes. Uh, sealed by that spirit. <laughs> we holding the banner high here on the earth. I'm not waiting until I get to the other side trying to find the banner. I want to be a soldier now. I want to be a part, amen, of first, some of them first responders now. Huh? First responders, Brother Brennan can tell you, they may get called out at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, a.m. too, not p.m. Of course, you might get called out at 1 p.m. Hey, I want to be a part of them in the spiritual realm. Hey, I'm glad to be a part of this tonight, aren't you? Couldn't think of a better place to be on this Wednesday night but the house of God among God's people. It's good to see each one of you. God bless you. Appreciate you coming, being in this service with us tonight. And would you just join in just loving and worshiping the Lord, magnifying Him and letting His power and glory and presence just saturate this place. It is good to see everybody. Amen. All that was out. God bless you. It's good to see you back in the house of the Lord with us. Amen. Appreciate you just coming and being here. It's good to see Brett and Connor. God bless you, man. I love you Good to see them back with us tonight. Lord bless them. Amen. Hallelujah, God bless you, you can be seated, uh, I'm just going to pick up in Ephesians, the first chapter tonight, and we'll just see how this kind of goes, and, and uh, how it plays out, uh, I know last Wednesday night, I kind of jumped forward and went to the sixth chapter, hey, amen, I felt so so just uh, tugged to do that, and uh, uh, Brother Ford had mentioned again tonight, the warfare, amen, and uh, if you're, you're trying to live for God at all tonight, I promise you there is a struggle. There is a certain amount of a struggle and a battle that's going to take place every day in our lives as we try to present ourselves and give ourselves into the Lord and to the call of God and the service of Jesus Christ and make a stand against the uh, opinions and doctrines and ideals of others. I'm not interested. I'm not I'm not one of these big what you call debaters and ones that like to argue about everything. You know, if it's worth arguing about, I'm willing to argue about it. Amen. But some things that don't really mount to hill of beans, I'm not, I, you know, hey, let's just shut up, get it done. You know, you got some people, you know, you decide to do something. Oh, let's do it this way. No, I don't know about this. Let's do it. Stand around, talk 30 minutes, and so we could have been done. <laughs> Amen. So, I've, you know, I've tried to tell so even my grandkids, if you quit doing all that and go do it, you'd have done been done. <laughs> Amen. So, you know what? Uh, but there's some things worth fighting for. There's some things you've got to stand for. And when it's the doctrine of the Word of God and the heartbeat of God, then you and I have to have the heart and the mind and the spirit. Amen. In our generation, in our time, that we're going to do it. Hallelujah. And that's if we have to fight amongst ourselves. (laughs) Amen. Understand what I mean by that. Amen. I'm not talking about having isms and schisms, but I'm talking about uh, amen to uh, when it comes to doctrinal things that we know that's in the book. Amen. Now, if if it's in the book, if it's in the Word of God, we're expected to keep it and obey it. Love it, even. It goes a step further than that, because it's a lot easier to obey someone that you love. It really is. Amen. Hallelujah. Brother Marshall helped us out with that little deal, didn't he? Amen. You don't mind the hen pecking you. Amen. As long as you love the hen that's doing the pecking. Hallelujah. But if you don't care much for that hen, Amen. Uh, well, i just leave it alone. <laughs> Hallelujah. But that's the truth. Amen. I've heard parents, you know, make the statement, that was my kid. I know, but it's not. That's the reason you feel that way and you do what you do. <laughs> but when it's yours, it's a different ball game. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it ought to be and rightly so. But it's not that they ought to be exempt from being corrected. We all need to be corrected. And, you know, we've got a father, a heavenly father that corrects us. And thank God for it. He has, he has a final outcome and a purpose, amen, in that correction that's even greater than any correction we give to any of our children today. But uh, thank God for him, amen. So we're going to turn to Ephesians, the first chapter, and we're just going to start at the first verse and, and try to go through at least the first 14 verses tonight. And uh, it's fell in line with a lot of what's done been sung here tonight and some few statements that's done been made and kind of a little setting up the atmosphere. And I know it's Wednesday night, and that gives us, you know, makes it maybe a little bit more difficult. You've been up going, and I understand that, uh, been where you're at. and So I know. So I'm talking to you in a way that I don't because I do. And uh, so what we're going to try to do is just talk about this. And I'd like to start out with a man It says, Paul. Talked about Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. Or through the will of God. And so, you're going to notice not only here, but through many of the letters that he has written, which this man, Paul, that we know, and if you read the latter part of the book, of the, from about middle ways of uh, not chapter but a little further past all that anyway of Paul, from Saul that came by Paul and we, we get a little insight and, and a lot of these letters that are written in this particular one was written out of the Roman prison which help impact the writing of this letter As he writes it unto the followers and believers, uh, you're going to notice something about uh, this particular chapter in six chapters. uh, Amen. The first three chapters are going to be dealing with doctrinal things, both uh, from the practical sense, amen, and also from from, uh, 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 dreams or visions, uh, revelations, I should say, that he had. And with that being said, now Paul wasn't just one of the normal, but the Bible makes it clear unto us, amen, that he was a chosen vessel. Amen. On that road to Damascus, he had an experience that probably none of us can really relate to or had one likened unto it. Amen. But neither do we have a history or a past that he had. Amen. As far as persecuting the church. Amen. Even though he made that clear, he'd done it through ignorance. But after he experienced that, that on that Damascus road, the experience that he had. So some of this pedigree helps us to understand and get a little more insight. Amen. Amen. He's writing unto us and helping us. Because uh, you're going to notice some things. If nothing else, I want to really pin down on some of this. um, That all these letters are written to people that has done experience the the experience of Pentecost. They done experienced, amen, what it means to repent and be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. And so he's writing to individuals that's done beyond that point. But now they find themselves in places and situations. There's some letters he's written unto them that was dealing maybe with something that was going on in the church it shouldn't have been. He had received letters, so he responded to that. Other accounts you see where he written to individuals, amen, and churches. But on this particular bunch here, the Ephesians, you don't see anywhere in these six chapters where he's addressing any individual as far as trying to correct them or anything of that nature or the church itself. But but you're going to see that he's going to be writing and they feel like that Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, and Philemon all four of these is written pretty close in hand at the same time that he spent the time in the Roman prison but you're going to notice in these letters some things some enlightenment man that will help us and because there's one thing that he's wanting to do with the Ephesians believers especially considering where they was at and you've noticed that this letter was not written just to one but most believe if you do any study on it at all believe that this letter was written amen not just for one group or one, one church but yet it was to Given or, or, or sent around to all the churches in Asia of that time, He's, his purpose of writing this letter is to establish us and ground us in the doctrines and the experience that they've had in the one called Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm telling you, I believe one of the biggest mistakes America's making is not understanding and realizing the experience that's available to us and what you and I have experienced. Amen if you experienced the baptism of the Holy Ghost you've experienced the mystery amen that was written about and that was hidden for many years that prophets and angels desire to look into and been a part of and I'm telling you America's reached a place in its own idea and opinion of religion amen and personal saviors and things of this nature but I'm telling you Paul is going to write it down even in these 14 verses here tonight to to rehearse to us and to remind us and help us to understand what is really transpired and what's taking place in our lives. It's not a time to be playing games with God and to play games with your experience. And I will tell you something, young people, this you ought to be one of the happiest people on the face of the earth that you're raised in the apostolic church. Hallelujah. That you're raised among people that know it's a revelation and understanding and experience with God Almighty. I'm telling you, not everybody's going to have this experience. Not everybody's going to believe it. Hallelujah. I believe the opportunity and some of these scriptures are going to deal with that a little bit. But I believe we're in the dispensation time, amen, that whosoever will can come and be saved. But it's up to the individual, Brother Ford, to mention about the ear. You and I got the responsibility to have the ear to hear. There's a lot of people hearing, but they're not hearing. There's a lot of people seeing stuff, but they're not really seeing. I'm glad, amen, to have the ear to hear what the Spirit has to say. It's more than just a letter, but there's a Spirit that's riding with it that brings a revelation and understanding and assurance. Hallelujah, that if we got to stand by ourselves, with God's help, we can do it. And so, he's pretty well, that's what his goal, It's what he's trying to achieve here. And uh, no doubt, to times that we're living, an hour that we're living, if you're not anchored, if you haven't got this doctrine established and grounded into your heart, You won't survive. You won't make the journey. And so we're going to, by the help of the Lord, uh, try our best because we know of his pedigree. We know what he'd been through. We know the experiences he had. And so this puts a lot of weight upon this letter. You're going to notice that many of the letters that he wrote, he made sure right out the gate, they understood who was the one writing this letter, that he was the apostle Paul. And he wasn't Apostle Paul by man. He wasn't called by man. He didn't receive the revelations by man. But as he made it clear, he spent some three years, amen, in a desert, uh, in a place... uh, Hallelujah, all along he didn't try to go and he didn't go to Jerusalem. He didn't go to Peter and him. He didn't go to any of them to try to reason with flesh. But as he spent some three years, amen, with him and the Lord and the Holy Ghost. And God gave him revelations and experiences, amen, that we know that he was written about and talked about. Some experiences he didn't even know if he was in the body or not. Inside or outside the body and the visions and the experiences that he had. Some things he couldn't really write about and speak to us about but for the most part he did so he had some revelation some insight and God helped him amen as, as, as one amen to help you and I tonight I'm glad to be a part of this truth tonight I'm glad to have the blessings and the favor and the grace of God that's been in, in, that's been put into our souls and lives we have not got here by ourselves amen we can say that as an individual we can say that as a church we can say that as a nation hallelujah it's been the goodness and the grace of God that's been bestowed upon us and that's the reason it makes important a man who we allowed to be the part of our leadership and take a hold of the White House and right on down to local officials hallelujah we have an obligation amen number one we need to make sure we we pray amen that's what Paul told us to do pray why that we might live a peaceable life because you can get the right leaderships in there to make the right decision that it even called the God of this world amen to cause a curse and judgment to fall to down upon us and America's not exempt just like any other nation hallelujah it's not a done deal or sealed deal amen with what the forefathers done amen that you and I have got to rise up in our generation in our calling our election our time amen amen and walk the same paths as they walked that's the reason you and I have got to have the same experience that's the reason you and I got to know him amen in the power of his spirit in the power of his word in the power of his blood that's the reason you and I amen is equipped hallelujah hey we are equipped to be the mighty army of god upon this earth tonight that's not an if and and maybe about it if anybody's going to contend with the devil it's awesome if anybody's going to contend amen with false doctor's it's going to be awesome because we have a revelation by the power of the holy ghost and inside we didn't earn it god just showed us his mercy and grace and opened our eyes and ears up that we can experience praise god so as we watch this here tonight unfold and begin to take place and um Paul, apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus. And notice that word saints. Uh, The most you see that word used, amen, is actually in the book of Acts. And and when you talk about saints, amen, that's individuals, amen, that's really been set aside. It's, uh, uh, you know, they talk about St. Paul and St. Peter and... You know that's you know they talk about it in that form and manner, but they don't really quite understand. But you know what? You and I are called saints, Amen. We're likened to being saints. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. We we'd much rather be a saint than some of the others, by all means. Okay, so thank God that we can be called saints, Amen which are is who I'm writing to. This is what Paul's talking about. It's an Ephesus, amen, that's in this place and whoever this letter goes to. Uh, so right there, we understand they done not experience, hallelujah, about the foundation because Paul's writings makes it clear there's only one foundation, amen. So we understand they done got the foundation laid, hallelujah. So as he's writing to them and all that's written, amen, in these next six, six chapters is going to be to the saints in Ephesus, to help us, to equip us, amen, to, to be and to accomplish what He would have us to. And I know I mentioned this just the other night, but we got one letter, amen, one book, hallelujah, says, has instructed us how to be saved. But we got about 21 letters how to keep us in a, rapture to, in a raptured condition. I believe in the end time, amen, that's going to be one of the greatest struggles and battles that you and I have is keeping ourselves from being polluted, keeping ourselves, amen, being drawn or lured into things that's unwholesome and unrighteous and one of the biggest problems we're going to have is not allowing our own selves to deceive our own selves hallelujah that's the reason amen the first encounters with God and first experience of God is a must it is not an if and and maybe you must experience the Holy Ghost for yourself you must experience speaking in tongues of the Spirit of God gives you the utterance hallelujah not something you just taught not something you just heard not something you just drummed up well the devil I'm telling you the devil's got his own the devil's got a copycat and everything there is and I'm not interested in copycats. um. I'm interested in the original. I'm interested in being the original church. um. And how the power and the love and the anointing, hallelujah, that breaks the yokes, um. that destroys the enemy, that illuminates this place and reveals sin and unrighteousness and even the very core of the spirit of them. When you start doing those things, I'm telling you, the devil is too hot the devil can't handle it. He may try to put the fire out. He may try to cause discouragement. He may try to cause us to go down some side roads. But if we'll hold on and be faithful to God, God's going to be faithful to us. Here we are, the saints, which are Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Amen. I tell you, we need to be consecration to God, amen, is really the ideal. Being persistent is what saints are. They're not just saints, amen, when it's convenient. When they're running with certain groups. (laughs) You're a saint of God regardless of who you're riding with. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something the Lord impressed me about this week praying for certain ones that's messing and gumming and doing their thing. They're never going to be happy. They're never going to be satisfied. They're never going to enjoy the world like the rest of the world. The rest of the world is blind. They don't have a clue, so they can enjoy the world without feeling a lot of guilt and shame. But I'm here to tell you, amen, what you've been introduced to this, what you've heard it, what you've tasted what you've been a part of it, felt it. I'm telling you, you can go back out there in that world, but you can't enjoy it. Hallelujah. There's always, amen, a guilt and condemnation that's going to be riding with you. And it will always overshadow the joys of the world. I'm warning you tonight that world's lying, that devil's lying. You will never find the joy out there that your flesh is telling you you're going to. I'm telling you the guilt the condemnation of it. Every single night will ride over it. <laughs> and a better life than live for God. Not a better pathway to live a God holy called out life. I tell you the world cannot compare to the joys you got living for God. They could shoot up, drink up, and do what they want to. But I'm telling you it won't compare to having a walk and a fellowship with God Almighty. To know every night when you lay your head on that pillar, everything's gonna be all right. Everything's going to be all right. Regardless of what comes and goes, everything's going to be all right. We need saints of God that's consecrated, that's dedicated, and that is sold out. Their first love and passion is for the things of God and the will of God. It's not for the things of the world, neither, amen, love, not the world, neither the things of the world. Hallelujah, but everything else would fade because we got a love for God and we got a love for church. That's the reason we're willing to come on a Wednesday night and the mid service when others want to find other places to go and other things to do. You know what's amazing to me? A lot of churches done away with the midweek services but they don't have a problem going to ball fields. They don't have a problem driving an hour somewhere to go eat. Staying out to 10 o'clock. But oh, I can't keep my babies up. On Wednesday night, go to church. They got school in the morning. But you could take them, they could take them, not talk to the world, but take them to the ball fields. They can set them before television. They can do other things, amen, to occupy their time and take up their energy and fill them with junk of this world, and they can reason with that. You know what the problem is? Their carnality cannot reason with the spiritual things of God. This is a spiritual thing, and I thank God for the revelation of the Spirit because when you get a revelation for yourself, that's the reason I encourage everybody starts coming our way. Don't you change your dress code because I've said it? Don't you change your dress code for nobody else? But as God moves upon you and God convicts you and the Holy Ghost guides you and leads you, you do it for God. Because if you do it for God, you won't have such a struggle with it, such a battle with it. It's a God thing anyway. It's not a man thing. It's a God thing. And when we let it be a God thing on this place tonight, I tell you, you get the Holy Ghost tonight. We're built on a solid ground. We're built on the only foundation that nothing can shake it. I said Nothing. We got an inheritance laid up. I'm telling you, we got an inheritance laid up. And I plan on obtaining it. How about you? have a yet, but I'm going to. This scripture is going to prove that tonight. Grace be to you at peace from God. You hear this time after time. Amen. In the writings of the Word of God. Especially in the letters of, of, of Paul's writings. He addresses and talks about it. And if Lord had helped me here tonight, I really got more than probably what I can can address, but I'm going to do my best. Again, you're going to see not only Paul, a man addressed those that he was writing to in the same manner and same form. Amen. He said, He said, Grace be and peace from God our Father and for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Peter, come along. Amen. In First Peter 1 and 3, he says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his, his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope. Hey, I'm glad I got hope in this house tonight. There's a lot of mumbling, a lot of down and out, a lot of heartaches, a lot of troubles. There's a lot of sickness. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of things, amen, that's working against this whole world. But right in the midst of it, you and I can look up, amen, of the assurance that we can look up that I redemption is drawn. Now, we can be assured, amen, regardless of where our bank accounts is at. Hallelujah. Regardless, amen, where, where we might be, God, as far as society is concerned of being successful or not. There's one thing that you and I can be successful in, in this life tonight and that's living for God. It's a God thing. God made a way that whosoever in this dispensation time, hallelujah, can be saved. I telling you, amen, if you and I have got an ear and I, and I hear it in a heart to receive it, hallelujah, if we hunger and thirst after right, the, the Bible says you shall be be I'm telling you, anybody that walks Holy Ghost, you can get the Holy Ghost. Well, uh, you got all that you want to. The Word of God is forever settled in heaven. And I'm telling you, He's ready to pour out His Spirit on them that are far off. Amen, God. Amen. I'm going pour my Spirit up on all flesh. It's part of the mystery that we're going to talk about a little bit here tonight. It goes on. Peter's writings here. And I'm going to tie into some of this, if you'll just let me, to an inheritance that's incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. We haven't attained it yet.
1: Hmm.
0: We, haven't, we, haven't, we, haven't, we haven't got it yet. The doctrine of eternal salvation in this dispensation is incorrect, it's not biblical. You can amen me, owe oh me, or do what you want to with it. But you and I have, have not received the full redemption from God Almighty yet. But we're going to, if we hold on to the plow, if we finish the race. First thing you've got to do with Paul's writings was everybody's got to get in the race. You've got to get in the race, and then you've got to get in the right way. There's a right way to get in the race. You can't just be out there kicking up your heels, amen, and letting church just be a conscious thing and a man thing. I'm gonna find a church that believes like I believe. I wanna find a church, amen, that I feel comfortable in. I wanna find a church, amen, that won't preach anything about me and about what I'm not doing. I wanna dress the way I wanna dress, go like I wanna go, go when I get there, when I don't feel like it. I don't know preacher calling me and messing with me. I'm on now. Hallelujah. I don't want nobody calling me and, and worried about me. Just let me do my own thing. Hallelujah. But I'm gonna tell you what's the same attitude in the spirit. That Cause you to wind up in a devil's hell Hallelujah I'm telling you we got if there's anybody That needs to discipline themselves It's you and I as saints of God We need to amen fall in love with discipline God kept me to discipline myself Because there is an inheritance that's waiting on me There's a promise of that inheritance And if I'll discipline myself I can't obtain it Money can't buy it Physicians can't get it What's this? Now here's where they get some of this. It says, undefiled that fadeth not the way reserved in the heavens for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in what? It's ready to be revealed in the last time. We're kept by God. We're kept by His mercy and grace. (laughs) If He doesn't keep us. We can't be kept. If He don't heal us, we won't be healed. If He doesn't redeem us, atone us, or deliver us, amen, we can hang it up. (laughs) We can't do it ourselves. Wherein he greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be. And there's always going to be that need be. As long as you live, these are worth in vessels. Amen. For one reason or the other. Sometimes, amen, the persecution comes, we bring it on ourselves. Sometimes, amen, it's just simply because we're standing for God and standing for truth. If need be, you are in heavenness through manifold temptations. <laughs> My daughter made mention, and I'm not sure the, the fullness of it and what he's trying to do, but, to, Amen. For what we understand, she made mention that the Pope has changed the scripture. <laughs> amen. Something about, you know, the Lord's prayer and lead us not into temptations, but does fall into temptations or something of that nature, changing it up. <laughs> Hallelujah. That should be the prayer. I don't want to be led into temptation. Hallelujah. If God you see fit, I'd rather not be led into temptation. Pray that he be not led into temptation. i will tell you something. People that don't pray, you're going to be tempted a lot more than people that pray and the outcome probably won't be too good amen if you're not praying and then you're tempted but I promise if you pray on a regular basis the temptation won't have near the effect upon you it won't have near the luring power amen upon your soul and upon your spirit because that old fall in nature we still got to struggle with it and wrestle with it maybe before the night's over with, I can take us to Romans 6, 7, 8 and hallelujah Paul addresses and he talks about amen about sin and walking in the, in the And then the last of it in the walking in the flesh Instead of walking in the spirit Hey I'm glad tonight Amen There's another law That's in our members tonight And that's the law of the spirit Not my spirit But his spirit It's a measure But it's enough We're going to see that In the lesson here tonight It's enough amen In the down payment In the deposit That God has made Did you know The baptism of the Holy Ghost Is nothing but a deposit That God has put Into each one of these vessels Here tonight I don't want to get ahead of myself So we're going to move on from that Go some that I'm gonna move on from that. I'd love to go to other places, but I won't do it. I'll just kind of slip on here. He goes some back and he begins. He said, "Bless be the God, of the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. We bless all spiritual blessings in heavenly places." Notice this in Christ. Hallelujah! All the spiritual blessings are going to come by one, Jesus Christ. Not any other. They're coming by Jesus Christ. He alone. If, you're going to want, if you want to want the blessings of God, if you want spiritual things in your life, there's one name you're going, to be, you're going to have to call. There's one access into the heavens and into the throne room of God. If you're going to be complete and made whole. I heard a preacher talking about that, talking about holy. That actually comes from the word holy with a W in front of it. To be whole, you've got to be holy. So without the Holy Ghost, it's impossible to be whole or to be made whole. To have the the resources, amen, to live and overcome and attain the wholeness that God's redemption has in store for us. And the inheritance that we and I are going to be a part of through our Lord Jesus Christ. He goes on, he begins to talk about some things here. He says... And I'd love to talk about that a lot further, maybe more in depthness, but I won't for time's sake. According to He has chosen us in him before, before the foundation of the world. Amen. We understand, even Revelation taught us, amen, that, that Jesus Christ was slain before what? Before the foundation of the world. Amen. Believe, watch this. The church in the plan and mind of God was before the foundation of the world. The dispensation of the church was already in the mind and the plan of God before the foundation of the world. I want to drive something home here tonight with the help of God because it's in this dispensation I'm telling you that whosoever will can be saved. Hallelujah. Fair they'll call upon his name. And cry out to him. This God to show up. Now watch this. When you begin to call on his name. And you know him by his name tonight. Because there's no other name been given. So when you begin to call on the name of Jesus. Out of faith. What's going to show up? Jesus is literally not going to come. Jesus in the physical realm is not going to walk up beside you. But I tell you what's going to show up. It's going to be the spirit of the father. And that's the reason God said no man can come unto me unless the spirit draws me. But no spirit can draw you unless you call upon his name. But the moment you begin to call upon him out of faith and honesty and sincerity. I tell you the spirit will show up. Woo! Hallelujah when the spirit shows up It'll start counseling It'll start instructing It'll start guiding you And if you're honest hearted And pure hearted And sincere at who you want to be And what you want to be And serving God after your God There's no place he can't
1: guide For
0: the foundation of the world That we, may, that we should be holy and without blame Before him in love well, this is a place I could take you to Romans 8 and 28, 2, Th- 2 Thessalonians 2 and 13, 2 Timothy 1 and 9. We're living in a world today that feels like they can live any old life and still be saved. We're living in a world today that many thinks that once you've experienced and called Him your personal Savior, it doesn't matter if you was 9 or 10, 11 or 12, but you lived the rest of your lives just like the world and everybody else, Amen, that you're still going to be saved. But you can't find that in the Scriptures. It's not in the book. (laughs) Notice that He has chosen us in Him. I kind of didn't want to, I didn't get to, I didn't really focus on that for a second. Let's do that according as He has chosen Talking about as God has chosen us in Christ, in Jesus, in this Messiah. As we believe in Him. So we put our trust in Him. By Him. Amen. Having predestinated us. Amen. Predestination actually, actually is determined before. Having predestinated us. Notice he says us. This is Paul's writings now. So, Key was a Jew. He was of the tribe of Benjamin. He was of the Pharisees. But he's writing, amen, to some Gentiles. In fact, the majority of this letter, amen, the, the ones that it was going to be given to was Gentiles. Even though there were synagogues and the, as the, the Jews had been, had been uh, uh, persecuted and spread out. To but now it was being opened into Gentiles and there was a great host of Gentiles. If you do any study on this letter, amen, that's taken heed and hearing and reading and, and hearing about this letter. And so notice what he says And how often he uses And I'm not the grammar guy Okay you have to get sister Some of you You can do a lot better with this Than I can But understand what he's saying When he says us That's not an individual I'm telling you Some people A man has the idea And this is what I want to drive home Because I believe This is an area That the enemy's working Amen Against individuals Some people feel like Well I'm predestined and to be saved Hallelujah And it doesn't really matter What I think And what I'm going to do God if it's not the same He's going to save I mean, no matter what. Hallelujah. I know if it don't make any difference, if I'm predestined to be lost, it doesn't matter what I'm going to do. Amen. I can't be saved. But I'll tell you what Paul's writing about, to being predestined. And that's the church, not the individual. That's a dispensation of time. And in this season of time, amen, it's was Gentiles, amen, that couldn't be numbered. A number that couldn't be numbered. Hallelujah. You know why? Because I believe in the hour of grace. Hallelujah. And truth that Jesus Christ brought. Because in the dispensation of the law. Hallelujah, that Moses brought on Sinai, and that's how he governed them. And he talks about that in just a few verses from here. Hallelujah, but now in this dispensation, whosoever will, let him come. And if we humble ourselves and yield ourselves and call on the name of Jesus with honesty and sincerity, we can be saved. He predestinated us unto the adoption of children, unto the adoption of sonship by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. This is God's will. This is God's pleasure. This is what he set out to do from the very beginning. To save unto the uttermost. To deliver. To make whole. We got hope in this house tonight, ladies and gentlemen. The revelation of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The experience of the Holy Ghost. The promises of His Word. I tell you, we got hope. When you feel like your chips are down. Amen. When you feel like you've spent your last dollar. Amen. If it looks like you've just run out of energy. Or your health is working against you or the things just rose up against you, you just hold on to this. Hallelujah, life I'm telling you can can, can throw you some pitfalls. I'm telling you life, amen I'm I'm, I'm working on a message I felt a little nudge, amen, and I'm going to preach on it sometime, amen, about the pitfalls hallelujah, I'm telling you God's in the business of pulling us out of the pitfalls out of the miry clay, God's in the business to save us, God's in the business, amen, for us to finish, he's got an expected end for every one of us, and I know there's some ups and downs and some dark places and valleys we got to go through, but I've telling you God's intent for everybody under the sound of my voice tonight is for you to hear him say well done thy good and faithful servant. You're not too young and you don't get too old for it. And you never reach a place in this walk, amen, that you don't have to keep pushing and struggling battling, amen, to attain it. We're going to be judged according to the works that's in these bodies. And I'm here to tell you by the help of God and the grace of God because you watch this when it's his will. Hallelujah. The more that we humble and yield ourselves unto him, the greater that will, amen, in us. That's the reason the more you're pray the easier it is to pray. The more you read the Bible the easier it is the more you want to read your Bible. The more you go to church the more you the more you go to church the more you want to go to church. The more you speak in tongues the more you want to speak in tongues. Hallelujah. Why? Because he puts a wheel inside of us. He puts a passion inside of us. That's the reason your spiritual of mind and the devil wars against it. Trying to bait you and lure you and entice you. Amen. To have other appetites and other passions and other desires and affections. To rob you of that true affection, that true love, that true passion, that's a passion of love for God Almighty. Well, well, maybe. I'm telling you, the enemy, he's working overtime in this area. People selling themselves out, giving themselves over. And if you and I, amen, don't be careful. That devil's a an old sly fox. Amen. It's a little fox that's supposed a fine. It's the little spirits. It's that one little root of bitterness that starts the process. And the devil's learned just like God. Precept upon precept, line upon line. Here a little, and there a little. And first years you know, huh, it, one thing led to another, and then to another. And after a while, it gets out of control. It's where you can't handle it. And it overpower you. Watch him. To the praise of the glory, which actually means honor or worship, of his grace, of his favor, of his mercy. (laughs) Folks, we've experienced it. If you know anything about this Jesus, you know what it is. You know what it's like. Have the favor of God. Have the grace of God. Wherein He hath made us accept it in the beloved. Accept it. Amen. Amen. That means amen to be with special honor. A man to be highly favored. We're accepted through none other but Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter how wretched we've been. It doesn't matter how sinful we've been. It doesn't matter how ungodly we've been. If we haven't crossed that line, amen, to being a reprobate, and if we haven't blasphemed against the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter. I don't know all the other places. I'm going to tell you, I didn't get to preach on it Sunday night, but that was a warning that Eli gave to his two boys. He said, boys, hallelujah, it's one thing when you sin against another brother. You got a God that can intervene for you. Hallelujah, and intercept for you and do something about the situation he said but when you sin against God who's going to intercede for you who's going to step in for you you got to understand amen under the time and leadership of Eli as a priesthood and representing the priesthood and when he become polluted and contaminated there was nobody else to step in for him because there wasn't a savior then there wasn't a Jesus then there was high priest but I'm glad I got high priest tonight I don't have to worry about being polluted I don't have to worry about dying I don't have to worry about sin and I don't have to worry about him interceding. He promised that he's interceded for me even at this very moment and very hour and even in a moment of temptation a moment of trial. I got high priestess interceding for my soul. I got high priestess interceding that I'll overcome and be victorious. We got more going for us than against us. Tell that devil he's alive. Well, you're not in my family. You're not in my situations. There's nothing new under the sun. Same afflictions, same trials among us all. Same devil. Ain't nobody in this house got some glorified flesh. Some just may have it more crucified than others. Some may have it more under subjection than others. Some may not have to walk down that avenue, but there's other. But we got a Savior that never slumbers, that never sleeps. we got a revelation of who Jesus Christ is. He's high in the heavens. But I'm telling you, if you're going to have spiritual blessings, and the only way to have spiritual blessings, that's the reason some things come by prayer and fasting only. Okay? That's reason being obedient to the house of God and the Word of God and to the Holy Ghost hallelujah, helps us overcome the power of the enemy. It's not an hour to be stiff-necked. It's not an hour, amen, to get rebellious. And even though that's some of the most powerful spirits that we're warring against today, amen. Now watch this. Who became unsatisfied in heaven? Who came unsatisfied in his position and place and his creation? You think he's kept that to himself? He hadn't done it. The devil's done everything he can to, amen, to make everybody else feel unsatisfied, make everybody else feel that God's cut him short. Come on, i are preaching to us tonight, amen, to pray with your mind, to pray with your spirit, and if you get the shield of faith down, I'm telling you what, that devil's shooting fire darts He would shoot them faster, amen, than you, than you can really reason with. That's the world we're living in today. And we'll tell you something, a lot of them fiery darts is coming out of so-called synagogues and places it's called worshiping God. Amen. People that's got a portion of truth, but it's so far off, they don't have a clue. They don't have an idea. And they'll give us more troubles. I'm telling you, it was a religious set of people, amen, that gave Jesus more trouble than the old rank sinners. The old rank sinners, amen, the whoremongers, the Hallelujah. They didn't have no problem coming to Jesus. Hallelujah. Those old Pharisees and Sadducees. Hallelujah. That just wanted, wanted to reject him and more against him and question. And trying to snare him up. Woo! Come on, let me preach to you tonight. Hallelujah. I'm not interested in being ensnared. I'm not interested in coming up short. I got a promise of an inheritance. And the one that promised me, amen, if I'll just stay humble and meek in his hands, he's the master. He's the master. Okay, I am just a K. Hallelujah. But he's the potter. He knows what he's doing. The K's just got to stay humble. The K's got to stay meek. The K's got to be obedient. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Don't listen to that spirit. Well, I'll just do it and ask for forgiveness later. There's a shearing to the conscience and the heart when you're doing that. Okay? (laughs) I didn't blame my watch, I forgot, I'm sorry. in whom we have redemption through His blood, we have remission, We have forgiveness. We've been forgiven of every transgression, every shortcoming. It does us good. Oh, God. Now now watch this. I want us to be careful here. Hebrew writer brought it to our attention in the sixth chapter. Part of those six things, he said, hey... Come on, let's move off of some of these basic elementary things. You can't forsake them. They're part of it. But you can't just stay on them. You know, there's something wrong when you're 22 and you're still in the first grade. In fact, I think they got a law passed now. You can't even stay in school once you get 22. That's high school. Lord, help us tonight. I don't want to be 22, 42, 62, 102 in the spiritual realm and in my walk with God. Getting up in the morning fretting and worried about about my inheritance and I don't know if I'm going to make it. I don't know if I'm going to survive. This is what, what Paul's trying to do with the Ephesians here is anchor them down and settle them and establish them. In their experience and who they believed in and where the inheritance is at. I'm gonna tell you something, if we're not too careful, too many people are looking for too many so called blessings in this life and measures their walk with God by those things. And that can mess us up. If you lose everything you got by in the morning in material rounds, you don't have to lose your salvation. And you will have to lose your inheritance. How often did Paul walk carrying this gospel, carrying this truth, not knowing from one city to the next whether or not a he didn't live or survive? Face death often. Amen. Struggles and battles, times of hunger, times of fasting, times of nakedness, times of threading the water out in the deep. Very easily he could have said, God's forsaken me. He's left me. All of it's a process. All of it's a journey. All of it really is a test, the same test that Job got. Every one of us is going to experience them. Everybody's going to go through them. (laughs) Let's hold on. Why? I found remission. I found a man of blood that washed me. And he doesn't stop with that now. You watch as he goes on here. According to the riches of his grace. I'd love to take you to Galatians 3 13 and 14, but I won't do it. Wherein he hath it, in other words, it's large measure bound, more than enough. Toward us, notice the us again, in all wisdom and prudence. Amen. What he's really talking about, amen, is a practical or understanding. I mean, I could take you to Matthew 13, 11, and 17. It talks about the parables. Man, as he gives, has given the parables, and they come back and question him. Why are you teaching? Why are you preaching the parables? Because the parables is not for all to understand. Everybody's not going to understand this. Everybody's not going to get the inside of this. Everybody's not going to get the revelation of this. You know why? It hinges on the heart. It hinges on how sincere you are. Amen, that you want truth. Now, if you just want something to get you by and soothe your conscience, and you can go on and live your life like you want to live and go to the places you want to go and enjoy what you want to enjoy in the world, there's, there's, there's some churches out there to fit it. You keep hopping around, you'll find one. If you don't, you'll find you'll start you one. That's the reason we're at, where we're at tonight. Because uncrucified flesh, they didn't want to submit. I'm telling you, the scripture says there ought not be no isms and schisms in the body we ought to all every pulpit every every temple that preaches Jesus Christ and the gospel and the good tidings and the good news ought to be preaching the same message and if we'd all made a strong enough stand in the United States started 50 years ago I'm telling you there's some spirits that wouldn't have invaded us come on I'm helping you Hallelujah. Sitting in heavenly places. Sitting in the presence of the Lord. Under the power of the revelation. The mysteries. Amen. Open up an up our understanding that we won't be ignorant to the Satan's devices. Hallelujah. Because this thing is a spiritual warfare. Hallelujah. So we sit in heavenly places. And God, because of the word of God. And because the anointing of God. Because of the spirit of God that moves and opens our understanding and open our eyes. We can see the enemy. Amen. When others can't see him. That's the reason our forefathers some 50 or 60 years ago drawed some lines against Hollywood before she ever became so vile and wicked. You watch this. If that Democratic bunch don't get some lines drawn and get some turning back, they got some driving them now. (laughs) There won't be no return. You heard what Brother Ford said starting of this lesson, this service tonight. You know what that's telling me? Look up. Get ready. Make a calling election sure. Get your priorities right. Don't waste your energy and time. Young, old, in between. None of us can waste our time. Amen on things that don't mount to nothing. Lay aside every weight and the sin that will so easily beset you or entangle you or rob you or keep you from finishing the race. Because you watch what Paul told us. Everybody's got to get in the race. And all you got to do is stay in the race. If you'll just stay in the race, everybody's got a prize. Everybody's got a crown that won't fade away. You don't have to worry about this thing fading away. Honey, I'm telling you, there's people that gives our whole life, amen, to the Olympics. Heather, they can't have one little golden thing. But we're looking for a gold, amen, to some golden streets. We're looking for a place hallelujah it's going to be worth the fight it's going to be worth the fight and that's the reason Paul he said I'm not just beating air I'm not just beating shadows hallelujah why I've got a revelation to prove it it means understanding you need to pray for understanding with all of your getting get understanding get an understanding of your times get an understanding where you're at get an understanding of your condition of your heart your condition of your mind your condition of your spirit hey don't be blinded don't be deaf don't be just put your head in the sand amen Get it up out of the sand. Get it above the clouds. Hey, there's an inheritance that God's got in store for me. Go from that. You can be seated. Watch this. Having made known unto us the mystery, the secret of his will, God's will, the purpose of Jesus Christ, the purpose of coming of the Lamb which is according to what his good pleasure, which he had purposed in himself. Abraham, Isaac, who the sacrifice. God prepared himself for sacrifice. <laughs> Hallelujah. That sacrifice, that lamb, is that one person called Jesus Christ. That's the reason there can't be three persons in the Godhead. Only one spotless lamb. Come on now. It makes all the sense in the world. That's the reason the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. And she he, and Jesus Christ, the Messiah, was born of a virgin. Hallelujah. Because it was a spotless. He knew no sin. And by this blood, because this is what he set out to do. This is what he set out to accomplish. That he can save humanity. He can save us not in our sins, but from sins. Hallelujah. If I had a time, I'd take it to Romans. Hallelujah. And show you right there the law. Amen. The law of the the, the commandments and the law itself, and then the law of the Spirit. And behold, it's going to deliver me from this old wretch man that I am. I for Jesus. Hello, because Jesus, I find my helper. Because I'm Jesus now. I find a comforter. I find an aid. I find one coming to my rescue. I find him one, amen, that'll, that'll come to my, my my help, amen, in all the trials. Hey, he didn't just do that. To, hallelujah. When you repent and got baptized in Jesus' name and filled the Holy Spirit, amen. He, I'm going to tell you what. He moved in for the long haul. He knew you'd be where you're at tonight. When he filled you with the Holy Ghost ever. How many years ago he knew you'd be where you're at tonight. It didn't catch him by surprise. Could it have been prevented maybe. But if not. You know what you and I can do. Save ourselves. From this untoward generation. Press on to this 14th verse. <laughs> that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. There is the dispensation. There is a time. And in the fullness of that time. The Lord mentioned, amen, the birth of Christ in the fullness of time. In Galatians, born of a woman in the fullness of but there is another time coming, another fullness of a time coming. <laughs> Hallelujah. Both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in Kim, in whom in Jesus also we have attained an inheritance, being predestinated, amen, according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will watch this, I preached to a amen, Sunday night about a God about a deity that introduced himself to Egypt and introduced himself to Pharaoh, they weren't accustomed or used to, amen, they wouldn't have no problem with God, they didn't have no problem with powers, but amen, whenever those powers or that God or that deity amen, begin to draw lines and tell them, hey, amen, I'm going I'm to do this or I'm going to do that and they done it when they said they was going to do it it was a different ball game, hallelujah it wasn't a big deal, to let the soldiers and musicians Missions. Hallelujah. Performed their acts. But it was a different ballgame. And deity stepped in on the scene. Where two, amen. with Moses and Aaron walked in. Hallelujah. Bring it to their attention that there is a God. Hey, I'm telling you the responsibility that you and I have got. Is to be a witness and a testimony of the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. And by the help of God. And by the help of the Holy Ghost. That's what kept us be a witness. Hallelujah. That there is an inheritance laid up. There is a promise laid up. And I'm telling you nothing can defile it. It's not going to rust. No man's going to steal it you don't have to worry about all of that all you and I have got to do is stay in the fight all you and I have got to do is stay in the race all you and I have got to do amen has not to be drawn aside one way or the other amen there is an inheritance I plan on attainment because it's forever settled it's already be been it, predestinated before there was a first Adam think about that before the first Adam before he ever said, let there be light. He already had it all. Lines drawn from dispensation to dispensation. Come on, preacher. Oh yeah, watch this. You know where they pull some of that eternal salvation stuff? They pull the man off the cross. There's a little problem with that. As long as Jesus walked upon this green earth, they didn't have to, His disciples didn't have to pray. They didn't have to fast. They didn't even have to have the Holy Ghost because He was the Holy Ghost. You know why they didn't have to pray? Because He was there. All they had to do is ask Him. Come on, the disciples question. Why don't your disciples pray and fast? Oh, they're going to have to. Their day's coming. long as I'm here, I'm even the Lord of the Sabbath. They get ready to eat. I'm God. I call the shots. I get ready. I can raise them up. Don't matter if they've been in the grave four days. Don't make any difference. I'm God. I'm a God of the living. I call this dead to be quickened and come alive. Watch this. We was all dead in trespasses and sins. But he's the only one that can quicken us and cause us to come alive. Come alive. What do you mean come alive? Come alive in light. How do you, you don't know sin if you're walking in darkness. But when you're called out of darkness into his marvelous light, then you begin to see things and understand things and come to the understanding of why it's a transgression, why you're trespassing, and what becomes a trespass. That's what Paul talks about the law. He said, hey, 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 till the law came. I was dead, but till the law came told me that I couldn't covet it. Now, the law, but only the law was, to, was giving me the requirements, but it didn't help me. It didn't come to my aid. It couldn't come to my assistance. It didn't help me to, to live the overcoming life. But now, through Jesus Christ, through the baptism of the Holy Ghost, now i got a comforter, i got a secure, i got somebody to help me. You can stand. We're about through. According to his purpose of him who worketh all things out the of his own wills that we should be the, to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. I'd love to, I got a few scriptures but I, I'll, I'll just go on. In whom he also trusted after that he heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation in whom also after that he believed you got to believe. You got to believe there is a God. Then you got to believe the gospel. You've got to believe the gospel that you hear. And the reason, amen, you can't hear it, you've got to have somebody that's sent to you. From God, not from man. You've got to have a man that was called of God, not a man. You've got to have a man, amen, that wasn't set up by organizations, but set up by the organization of God. That has anointing from heaven, not from the earth. That has the honor of God, not the honor of men. <laughs> Woo! Help me, Holy Ghost. In whom he also trusted her the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that he believed he were what he was sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Look at the word spirit is capitalized, you're sealed. (laughs) You look that up, that actually means like approval or stamp. You, you don't have God's approval without the Holy Ghost. That's the reason if I took you to Romans tonight, I didn't have the time. That's the reason Paul wrote to the Romans and said, without his spirit or none of his, you don't have his stamp of approval. No Republicans got a stamp, amen, when you go before them, they witness you signing
1: a document.
0: They got a stamp that seals that, oh, that, uh, that paper. God's got his spirit or measure. Now watch what he does here. Praise God. Which is the earnest? <laughs> earnest means down payment. That means a deposit. That means that when you went out and bought that hundred thousand dollar truck, they wanted you to put down fifteen thousand as a deposit. Do you own the truck? Do you have the title? Do you have a guarantee to have the truck and enjoy it the rest of your life? God put an earnest. He put a measure of His Spirit. But we haven't attained the fullness of redemption yet. We're on a journey. We ought to make it. it. We ought to make it. If you keep your eyes on Him. You keep calling on his name. If You keep pommeling yourself. We ought to make it. But I'm telling you, amen, all we got is an earnest. But there's coming a day and an hour and I'm going to receive the fullness of it. I could take it to Paul's writings again. In Romans again. And he talks about creation and the groaning. He said, even with us, our own groaning. For what? When the sons of God show up. Amen. that we forcame the fullness of the redemption of God. When we have received that glorified body. going to be worth the fight which is the earnest of our inheritance watching until the redemption of the purchased possession until the praise of his glory huh. until the possession of the purchased been bought with the blood that's what he taught us you don't belong to yourself any longer belong to him belong to his kingdom Put his seal on you. He washed us with his blood. You know what? He allowed us to take on his name. All power in heaven and earth is in this name. That's the reason we pray. That's the reason I believed with everything in me. That I'd see the day that Joseph Moore would have come back down Moore Road. And even though I struggle with it tonight, I'm telling you this same God can still perform the miraculous. And we're going to keep believing it and we're going to keep preaching. And we're going to do our best to draw closer because it's the will of God. It's the will of God. <laughs> And I'm telling you, it's not the will of God for people to backslide. It's not the will of God for people to mess and gum around. It's not a time, amen, to play games with God. Even on Wednesday night, I know you're tired. I know you've been on the job. But I'm telling you, this is more important than jobs. It's more important than, more important than money. It's more important than whatever this world has to offer you and what you can enjoy out of it. I'm telling you, five seconds in eternity in hell. We beg and plead and cry for one more chance. Just give me a Wednesday night service. I won't do it. I'll. What's this? Two options. We can either sell out to him and enjoy eternal life in the fullness, or we can come up short and wind up in a place of eternity, of eternal destruction, but never being able to die. Permanent separation. Oh, come on, preach don't preach like steal the truth. If you believe the book if you believe the words of Jesus Christ because nobody talked about it and preached about it more than he did. Yeah. Our Savior Jesus Christ. Because he didn't want to take a chance that anybody might miss the idea. And some preachers that there's no hell. They're going to find out. Because if there's no hell then there's no heaven. And if really if there's no heaven and no hell then there's really no earth. We're just all an imagination of our minds. We don't even exist. That makes a lot of sense, don't it? None at all. None at all. What makes sense is humbling and yielding ourselves because our inheritance has been bought. He fulfilled. I didn't get to it. He fulfilled his own counsel. He is the counselor. The same writer talks about, has anybody been able to counsel with him? Anybody been able to question him? Talk to him. No. He's God. He draws the lines. And that's just like the coming of the Lord. The angels don't know. Jesus didn't even know. But he's coming. He's coming. The moment of 11, eye. he's coming. You don't have time to call nobody. You don't have time to run to a prayer room. You don't have time for any of that. The dressing room is now. You got today. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the time. And that's all we got. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not here. You got right now. That's all you got. They're going to come and sing. Somebody like to pray. Somebody like to maybe just, just just want to walk up here maybe and just take a few moments. I know it's Wednesday night. I know it's a little heavy. <laughs> but maybe just say, you know what, God, I just want to take a moment. I mean, I mean Paul talks about making making mention of us in prayer, of different ones. Talk about the Ephesians here. How he'd make mention of them in prayer. Just a little prayer sometimes. Can make all the difference in the world just taking a moment saying hey God I, I love you tonight I, I just need a touch on this Wednesday night I just, I just need a little help you know what he'll do it <laughs> if he can come get us in a moment what can he do in a moment if he can resurrect us in a moment what can he do here in a moment what can he do in one touch oh I know he had to touch some twice but what how I many did he touch just once that's what we're looking for that's what we're expecting that's what we're trying to reach for, the presence of the Lord, the touch of God. God only knows what tomorrow holds and Friday and Saturday before we get back here Sunday morning. So let's, let's just love Him a minute. Let's just, let's just talk to Him a minute.
1: I It's there. Well, Oh, you will find oh, him, find him. And, and you'll know, know. him by He'll the bell crisp in, in his head. head.
0: What comfort it is tonight to know that he's standing prepared and ready to reach out, to come to our rescue. Our our need. He's more than ready. Amen. As we call on him, cry out to him. and He wants to move. He wants to bless us. Let's don't forget Friday night, those of you that can, if you don't mind, let us know Friday night to have in the men's conference, Brother Strain. It will be $20. I don't know if I've been mentioned that, but it will be $20 for the uh, registration. It starts at 7.30. Uh, plan on trying to take the van if there's enough going. and would like to go, but please get with us. It's also Saturday, at 10 a.m. We're having classes, Amen, for the young men from uh, from six and eight, 9, 11, and then twelve to up to sixteen. Going to have what looks like about three different classes for young men, young boys that want to go and be a part of that. You've been invited to come and be a part of that, so please go. Don't forget that Brother McKissick names in revival. This week and next week, going through Thursday, which starts tomorrow night through Sunday, and then the following week, Sunday Thursday through Sunday again, amen, with Brother Jones, okay? So if you'd like to go and be a part of that, please, please do that. Also, uh, let's give a praise report. Thanks. Quentin went through his surgery this morning. Uh, went went very well. They was very pleased and happy. The doctor said that a uh, place where they had to go in there and fuse together in his heart was where they was hoping it'd be. I had uh, easy access to it, and uh, he went through the uh, well. In fact, they plan on bringing me home tomorrow. So we thank God for that, and uh, let's just give God the glory and praise and continue to pray for him. Amen. Continue to pray for him at God's hand and just be with him, okay? Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. Any other announcements? All right. God bless you. You're dismissed. The fear of the Lord.